Welcome back, True Believers. This is our season finale episode. I know we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to try to find some more experts on some great things during our break. But before we get to that point, we have one last episode for you. This week, we are talking about pork lore, which is a very strange and interesting creature. And with me is Don Percy, who is an expert on pork lore. Welcome, Don. Great to be here, David. Great to be here. This is a pretty fantastic opportunity, and I've been listening to you for a long time. And I'm just really excited to be a part of this whole uh, thing here. So thank you. Well, thank you for being a listener. Um, So what is pork lore? Well, I'm a farmer by trade, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm always looking for something a little bit different out Mm -hmm. there, a different sort of, you know, way we can eat. It's really a passion of mine. And I I ran across this amazing, amazing animal. It's called the gooselet. Um. I was trying to get these things out to market as a delicacy, but I just kept getting protested, constantly protested. Save the baby geese. Save the baby geese. It was unreal. Constantly, constantly just knocking down the doors. So I started to come up with a different sort of marketing plan. Now, the the gooselet is actually, it's a gray flying pig-like thing, but it's not a pig. Um, Wait, so it's it's not a baby goose. It's It's not. It's sort of a hybrid sort of bird, pig, fish. It's cold-blooded. It's a lot of different things. It's pretty an interesting uh, animal. And, and it's kosher, by the way. So that's really nice for uh, some of my uh, other friends out there. Okay. Um, but what we're trying to do is bring this on to, you know, uh, make it more of a, a thing for the U.S. You know, we've done, we've done pork. We've done cow. We've done ostrich. We've done, but I think this gooselet. What we're going to change it to is pork lore. So it's pork lore. You actually have to have the exclamation point in there to really get the point across okay. about how special pork lore is. So it's it's not pork lore. It's pork lore. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You have to have that exclamation point. It's a okay. copyright thing. Um. So how did you come across this creature? Well, I was uh, actually, I'm a Mormon missionary or was a Mormon missionary and I was down in uh, the Amazon mm-hmm. and I was really, I was bringing the good word to as many people as I could down there. The good Mormon word. Of course, of course, you know, um, and uh, it was one night I, I just heard this, this calling and so I got out of my bug netting and my tent and I, you know, had my flashlight and uh, my book. I always carried in my book with me. And I was walking up down this trail and um, in this moonlit uh, clearing, I saw the most amazing animal ever. I couldn't explain it. It was just, it was beautiful. You described it as like a gray flying pig. It's a gray flying pig, but it's cold blooded. It's 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 really pretty special. It, Could it have been a bat? <sighs> Obviously, everyone knows who that is. Hi, Doctor Elizabeth Marin. Sure. Doctorate of Psychology, Stanford uh-huh. University. Why do you think it's just also a author bat? of the book? Uh, Myth and Man, A Culture of Mythology Throughout the Ages, uh, uh-huh. on sale at Borders Bookstores uh, and other bookstores. Did that you actually say Borders Bookstores? 
Yes, my friends uh, have the last name Border, and they own a bookstore. Oh, so not the defunct chain. No, of it's course one not. Independent David, bookstore. why would I be selling my books at a defunct chain? I don't know your business. No, it's Jack and Elaine Border. They own Borders bookstores. It's actually they do they do have three locations now in Central Illinois. Uh, also at Amazon. The river or the website? The website. Because do I don't think, know, David? because you said borders, so maybe Amazon isn't the Amazon I'm thinking of either. Amazon.com. Okay. Well, now that you've interrupted to plug shamelessly all of your well, shit. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, Don, uh, and everything that you're describing uh, sounds like a bat. They they, they have- Bats pig- are mammals, they're they, warm-blooded. They, they fly, they, they have pig-like noses uh, and faces. Uh, they are often gray in color. Sometimes they are quite large. Uh, so uh, I- I'm not sure how you know that it's a cold-blooded animal. Well, um, I, I raise these and I butcher them. I'm trying to bring in it. You know, this was my this is the backstory. You know, so I found these things, and uh, where did I, you find them? It was down in Africa when I was on my mission. Oh, okay. Anyway, it, you said the you said you said South America. Didn't you say South America the first time? I believe it was. Uh, I'm I'm wondering about the credibility of this particular witness. Well, oh, maybe he, he's a Mormon missionary. He could have gone to multiples. I'm just wanting to make sure. Generally that we, speaking, Mormons only go to one location for their mission, which lasts two years. This is true, but I've decided to do several because my um, my one that I was waiting for back home, she uh, decided to leave the church, and I was in a little bit of a depression after that, so I decided to go on a second mission. So there you go, multiple missions. The okay, but did you discover these, these pork, pork lures? Thank you. Sorry, I'm uh, trying to be as accurate as possible. These, which country again? I'm just trying to take notes so that I can... Well, there's an African version and there's a South American version. So there are two different versions Absolutely. of this previously unknown species. This is true. That's it's not a bad... Nobody, nobody questioned John Smith. Yeah. Yes, they did. Most of well, the... Christianity oh, question John Smith. Not, but, not um, now. We don't we don't <clears throat> question old John Smith now. Oh no, we don't. Not in the church. Well, maybe you don't. Absolutely not. Of course, because they will excommunicate you if you do. This is are true. you are you arguing his right to religion? I am I not arguing she his right to religion. I'm just clarifying me that how bad the Mormon Church is. does, in fact, uh, excommunicate you if you try to say things like John Smith isn't real. They don't like that. Well, you don't think John Smith existed as a human being? It's possible. This is not about the Mormon religion. This is about you're this, the one who made it about the Mormon. This religion. is about. Well, I just brought up the mission thing anyway. Can we talk about pork lore, please. Yes, let's let's talk about okay. pork lore. How do you think that it's possible uh, that this creature, previously undiscovered, obviously there are many many creatures, probably in the Amazon. Every and, creature is and, undiscovered before it's discovered. But with modern science, we know a lot of what's happening. Uh, the Amazon rainforest and um, the ocean being two Mariana's exceptions. Mariana's Trench, yeah. However, uh, to have a the same species to be discovered on two separate continents. Happened with elephants. Uh, they're not the same species, and though. And tigers. They're two different varietals. And tigers, <laughs> very good. Varietals. Varietals. That's a real word. Don't Don't laugh at me. I and, can't help and, it. And ants. Oh, multiple ants all over the damn place. Oh, My point is something. There's fire ants, carpenter ants. undiscovered with modern science. 
uh, on two completely different continents. It happens. It just happened. I don't yes, know. Yes, when people discovered elephants, we were still traveling by boat and did not have the internet. That's because so. elephants are big fuck animals. These are smaller, I'm guessing, right? They're smaller? Well, they are. They are quite smaller. They're just a little bit bigger than a chicken. There you go. A little bit smaller than a dog, so right around in that area. You dog know. chicken size. So you, you discover this new species, and uh, your immediate first thought is to raise it and sell it for its meat? Well, we keep running out of my uh, origin story, because you want to talk about my religion and bash it. But, um, yeah, you know. no, continue I... with the origin story. So anyway, there I am in this clearing, and I see these beautiful things. I couldn't describe them anyway. I just had to throw my flashlight at one. I just threw it because I was like, if I don't catch one of these, nobody's going to believe me, as the good doctor is uh, coming up with, right? Most, so, most people still don't. Toss that don't, thing. Don't assume that you... Clubbed it right in the head. It made its telltale death whistle. I got that down, Pat. Well, that's it's just been, what David sounds like when he falls asleep at his desk. He'd be a good. Uh, he'd be a good parklore caller. He really would be. Yeah. How about that? All right. Let's anyway, I knocked this thing down, weekend. right, and I got it. And the the rest of the flock, they took off and they just ran along the ground, and then they flew, which tells me they're not bats because bats don't fly; they glide. Oh, These things were actually on the fly. ground. They and they ran, and, they and then they took off from the ground. They Bats ran do and took that. off yeah. from the ground. Yeah, yeah. You ever see a bat Bats run, don't Elizabeth? Do that. They climb and then they fall. I have not seen a bat run. And then That's they open their assessment. wings, and then they start to flap around to get. How's the vision of a pork pork no, lord? They are only out, you know, in in the days. So it was really oh. early. It was really early when I caught them. That's why they were on the ground. They were confused through the flashlight. They took off. That's right about the same time that sun sunshine was coming out. Did you out. eat the one you first Oh, caught? my gosh. I can't tell you the first time when I actually wrapped my lips around a little bit of that uh, that puglar meat. It was just, it was like I had gone to heaven or something like that. What did it uh, which taste actually like? in the, the Mormon religion is we get our own planet. So it's like I got my own planet at that point once I started ingesting this beautiful, beautiful meat. So... First of all, I thought, gosh, this looks a lot like a, a goose, you know, when I went hunting with my daddy back in the day. Uh, and But it was a little bit smaller than a goose, a little bit bigger than, it, you know, I mean, just kind of right around it. So I called it a gooselet. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I figured that would stick. And, you know, I just decided this was uh, my thing. This is my calling right here. And, uh, you know, I took it back. And, of course, you know, my first mission... Uh, was finished and my girl just she didn't wait for me so I was a depressed I was very depressed and then uh, I asked uh, the brother the head elder of the church if I could do a second one he's like you know this is unprecedented you really don't do this all that often but mm-hmm. we do have a space in Africa if you'd like to go there you go full on said all right I'm gonna roll onto that one so I went to Africa same thing it was getting close to the end of my mission woke up it was. You know, that dawn time, and I go walking out, and it's just something called for me, and there was another pack of these things. And I was like, it worked once, it's going to work again. So I threw the flashlight the second time, hit it in the head, and that was it. I was like, this is it. This is definitely a sign that this is what my calling is all about. And I need to bring this to the rest of the world because it's a meat that's never been uh, introduced. If you could describe it in a way, what does it taste like? 
Okay. So imagine like the best bacon you've ever had. Mm -hmm. Cross that with a little crispy salmon Mm. and just the tiniest bit of pate of duck. Okay. Then you add a little fennel to it, Uh put a little bit of cardamom and just a dash of saffron and you got yourself a winner right there. Pork lore! That sounds like a terrible flavor combination. It is phenomenal. Sounded fantastic. Um, so, Don, you don't find it, or David, or any of our callers and listeners, you, you don't find it odd that uh, somehow this undiscovered animal, uh, you happened to stumble upon it twice. You, personally, happened to stumble upon it twice randomly on two totally different continents. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did uh, Noah get the information about the ark? Oh, that's a good point. Right? What does that have to do with anything that we're talking about What I'm saying is is the good Lord will bring to certain people, if they act right, certain gifts. So you think this was an act of God? Absolutely. My my faith is is resolute. Or as a person of science, Darwin discovered a lot of different species. He did. Uh, But not the same unbeknownst species on multiple continents. That's because he stuck to basically one set of islands. If he'd gone to another island, so you're comparing Mister uh, Mister Percy to Darwin now? I mean, if the shoe fits, why not? He's barefoot. It's a metaphoric shoe. Mm-hmm. Do uh, the two different uh, varietals of, of pork lore? Uh, do they uh, have different flavors to them? They they do. It's slight. It's okay. very very slight. The African version. Has a little bit like a sweeter taste to mm. it, like a sweeter meat, okay. whereas the South American has a little bit more like, mm, shall I say, astringent to it. Hits you in like the sides of the tongue rather than the front of the oh, okay. tongue. Okay, no, I get it's you. It's pretty there. amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, how would you would you pair the would you pair it with uh, a white or a red wine? Oh, I definitely go with a a, a rosé. Rosé, okay. Yeah. Mormons aren't supposed to drink. Well, that's because I am a Jack Mormon, not a Molly Mormon. Do you know what a Jack Mormon is? No. Well, uh, let me educate you. I think you. you might just be making that up. But... Absolutely not. This is real deal. What's a Jack Mormon? Well, a Jack, Jack Mormons Mormon? is like we follow the book, but as far as like, you know, alcohol goes, we understand it's all gift from God. It's okay. okay, but there's people that are a little bit more hardline, and they just, you know, you know, there's Muslims that drink. There is, you know, all kinds of people in the world. Right. Why can't there just be uh, somebody that's like enjoys Mormonism and a good rosé? That's a good point. Uh, we are going to take a break, and uh, you're going to hear from some of our sponsors, True Believers, and we will be back in a moment. Thank you. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. 
get 10% off of your order when you use promo code DVMPE at collarandelbowbrand.com. Welcome back, True Believers. Thank you for our sponsors for giving me money. Uh, it helps keep the lights on in my trailer, which is nowhere that you know. So keep that in mind. Uh, we are talking about pork lore or uh, the gooselet. Uh, and we have the discoverer and farmer of these creatures, Don Percy, with us. Uh, Don, we're going to go ahead and take a call. Uh, we have a true believer on the line waiting to talk. Uh, caller, what's your name and where are you from? This is Erin Schropp. I'm from Mogador, Ohio. Well, I just moved there. But I have to say, my friend Jane and I were driving into Hartville, and she's been in Ohio forever. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, she yells, Black Lore! And I didn't know what she was talking about, but I looked up, and there was this giant gray flying thing and it was like a pig and i went what is that and she just kept saying pork lore so now we are pork lore enthusiasts we're gonna hunt that one down have you ever seen them in ohio well it's funny i uh my farm is actually in iowa and then now a couple of these things have gotten out they've gotten feral a little bit you know they're, okay. they're relatively you know pretty docile and you can keep them hemmed in pretty good but every once in a while you get one of those uh Alpha Park Lars, and they will absolutely just take off on you. Yeah, it's so big, and it and it just kind of makes this buzzing noise as yep. it goes around, and you know it has a couple strings dangling from it. I don't know what that's about, but it's really big and cool, and I just really want to catch the strings thing. dangling from it. The... Maybe someone tried to catch it before. You mean like that's a kite? No, it's much bigger, and it's kind of oblong, and it's gray and shiny. It's really cool. I have a question for you, Don. Uh, assuming yeah. these creatures are real mm-hmm. uh, and you've brought them uh, from their native habitats on other continents yep. mm-hmm. to the United States mm-hmm. and some have escaped, do you not worry about introducing non-native invasive species? Oh, absolutely. Up- oh, you worry about oh, that? Oh, sure. Okay, and what are you doing to try to prevent that? I'm not, or to re- I'm, I'm not really worried about it, to be honest with you. Why do you think I'm talking to David Hickney in, oh, a, in okay, a field you, you, nowhere? You, you said you were worried point. and you good point. contradicted yourself immediately saying that you were not worried. So are you worried or are you not worried? Or are you possibly Jack worried? Well, let me tell you something here. I got to feed my family, you know. That's Damn right you fair do. Fair enough. And, uh, Everyone does. I got... I got couple wives because you know that's how we roll in the mormon uh the mormon church couple meaning two four okay it's expensive it's solid they're number. expensive okay Tell but you. mr percy do you have any tips on how to bring these things down Here's like what I you said, it looks do. like someone tried with string you, but you have to wait until they're on the ground and they're wow. making their sleeping sound what does that sound it's like it's close to their death whistle but not quite so death whistle the goes death like whistle this. that they make after you hit them in the head with a flashlight? Absolutely. That's the only way to kill them. That seems it's inhumane. The, it sucks. I tried to shoot these things. I've tried rocks, sticks. Uh, I've tried bows and arrows. I tried nice. burning them. It doesn't work. They're kind of crazy like that. But I tell you what, a good wallop upside the head with a flashlight takes them down every time. There you go. Every I'm going to go get a bigger flashlight. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you, Aaron. Thank you so much for calling in. Um so, these these creatures are cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Uh, and you, you were farmers in Iowa, and obviously uh, Aaron was in Ohio. Um, how, how can these creatures survive cold winters in North America? Well, I've adapted my property to, to be able to house them during the winter months. You know, we, keep them, we keep them okay. 
you know. So do you think the ones in Ohio are going to die once it gets too oh, cold? Oh, yeah, out? once it gets too cold. And let's say adapt, like, some hair or some fur or something like that. It's them naked little bodies just going to freeze, you know. Okay, so. good to know. Uh, we have another caller calling in. Caller, what's your name and where are you from? This is Larry from Houston. Hi, Larry from Houston. Do you have a question about pork lore? Uh, actually, I just wanted to uh, share my story of a pork lore sighting. Oh, okay. Uh, I was in Darfur doing some hardcore parkour over roofs and corridors, and uh, I came across uh, a group of kids who actually managed to capture uh, pork lore. Uh, they were they were beating it with a bunch of floorboards, and uh, they they beat it to pieces, and out came a bunch of pieces of torn corn. Um, Sounds like animal cruelty. Something yeah. that apparently Elizabeth abhors. Um, I do, actually. I, that, it seemed like there was a whole ritual, because at, at the end, the, the kids picked up the torn corn and sounded a gourd horn. Gourd, gourd horns are difficult to make. I have three of them that I've picked up around the world. I bet you. It, it, it was really sad, because nobody tried to cook the pork lore. Uh, they just let the carcass lay there. And it, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, they they carry disease once they've just been sitting there for a while. They oh, become sure. they become spore borers. Y- yeah, yeah. So fungus will grow on them if you leave the carcass without cleaning it up. Well, I mean, they become they have uh, you know airborne uh, pollutants and can cause disease. This is true. This is true. I think that's pretty true about any kind. I, I have to say, all of these incidences that you all are recounting of, of animal abuse is incredibly upsetting to me. I mean, they have a whole website dedicated it's, to it called Four Porn. I was just going to say, it's as upsetting to me as the death of Hordor. But... Wait, did you say Hodor? I did. Is that the guy who was trying to uh, throw the ring into Mordor? No, no. He was just trying to uh, close the door door. Uh, thank you. Thanks so much for your uh, uh, en- uh, uh, encount. Uh, I can't think of the word. You're telling of the story. That's the word. I feel like that was Dr. Seuss that just called. No, that guy's name was Theodore Geisel. This was Larry. So obviously not Dr. Seuss. Plus, Dr. Seuss is dead. Well, uh, pork lore doesn't exist, but we seem to be you talking about wrong. that. It's pork lore! <sighs> pork lore doesn't Thank exist. You. Pork lore! No matter Thank how you. you say it. Uh-huh. Uh, doctor, uh, not sorry, Dr. Don. <laughs> he is not a doctor. Uh, I feel no, like I'm he's probably smart. qualified enough to be a doctor compared to uh, my experiences with doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, Don... Uh, have you heard about these stories in Darfur about por- pork lore? I, I have heard about these things. You know, in dealing with these pork lore is really it's uh, it's it's dangerous. You know, they're very docile, but their carcasses, if they're if they're um, dispatched incorrectly or if they're not disposed of right, then they can be a real problem. It can make like you were saying those spores, and uh, you do not want to get one of those in your lungs. You really don't. So now, not only are we introducing non-native invasive species, but mm. when they die, if they're not disposed of properly, they're toxic? Sure. Do you work for the EPA or something? Uh, I'm a scientist. So? so? 
By proxy, yes, I work for the EPA. I, I I am a citizen of the United States. I care what is being brought over. I'm a citizen of the United States. That doesn't mean I work for the EPA. Look, have you ever been to North Carolina? Yes. You know where the slaughterhouses are when the, the lakes of blood, lakes of pig blood out behind the slaughterhouses? The EPA actually made that illegal. Yeah, but it's still there. Yep. It's still there. Can't so, stop us. And so those are lakes of pig blood. You know, that's I think that's very large compared to my small operation of just a little bit. Pork lord! I'm just feeding my family, you know. Why don't you want him to be able to feed his family? I think he could find other not dangerous ways to feed his family. I could, I mean, I I would be happy to put you into a training program well, if it's if it's me, skilled labor. Let me labor ask you this, doctor. Let me ask with. you this, okay? Now, how many instances of uh, you know trichinosis have you heard about in the past year in the hospitals? Of trichinosis, yep. you know the the pig disease. That one. The, the pig disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raw pigs, lick it. You know that. In the hospitals, where just in the United States? In the States? United States, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's not something that people generally run to me to tell me about. I could probably Google it fairly quickly. Okay, it's four hundred twenty-three people. Four hundred and twenty-three people. Yeah. Now, how many instances of pork lore contamination have you heard about in the last year? Well, since year? pork lore doesn't exist, uh, just answer I, the question. I, I would assume she's dancing. Yeah, she's, you would assume what? I, I'm actually looking up the instances of trichinosis in in the United States because for some reason I I don't trust. But uh, you your... haven't answered his question. How many cases of disease caused by pork lore have you heard about in the United States? None. That that would be Boom. zero. Mike because it drop. doesn't exist. Well, it's because I'm that good. You just I'm got served. That good. Damn son. That's how it goes. You know, somebody with a real passion about it. See, I'm not just slaughtering pigs here. You know what I mean? These I raise these. I care for them. I really care about the people that are true are American farmer. You know, this is a, it's a delicacy. It's not like it's like the fugu fish. You know what the fugu fish is? You ever heard of that? Yes. Okay. It's a so if fish. you cut that thing the wrong way, what happens? You die. You're dead. Yep. So it's the same sort of thing. You don't see a Kentucky Fried Fugu fish around, right? That's not a thing. You know, I feel like you well, would you would try to introduce that though. Well, see, that's the thing. It's that whole game between do you either sell out, you sell a billion of them, or do you just do a few of them, make it like really exclusive. And like, that's kind of like Kobe Beef. That's it's like Kobe Beef, there you only go. even more exclusive. There you go. We have a caller. Uh, caller, what is your name and where are you from? Uh, hi, David. This is Ellen Broadridge, of, formerly of Des Moines, but I've been living off the grid for the last eight years. Ellen, I'm glad to hear it. I feel like we're kindred spirits, David. I can I, I can feel that already. Just from these first few moments of this call, I feel like I'm talking to a brother. I feel I've been living in a trailer for the last eight years. And for the past four, up until recently, I've also been hunting pork lore. Ah, you've been hunting pork lore. Pork lore, sorry. Um, until recently, I finally got one of the little bastards. And I'll be honest, I, I almost went, you know, the route of Mr. Uh, Mormon that you got here, that you're talking to. Don Percy. Don, uh, Mr. Percy. But something came over me. And I, I felt a sudden connection with the pork lore. And I took it in, and we've become lovers for the last four months. Uh, what? Yes. 
It's something incredibly special. Mr. Parsons, have you have you ever, you said you've cared for these things. Uh, it's Mr. Percy, and Percy. yes, I, I have actually cared for these things. I've never been um, intimate, aroused or intimate with them at, at any one time. I got to say, it is a good looking animal, though. It is. It's, it's not just, an ugly animal. What is going on right now? If you've just taken the time to get to know it and to feel it and to caress it and to grab it by the this wings. This was your guest, David. And take it from the back. What? What? Can I just uh, interrupt this wonderful <clears throat> train of thought? Is this um, the, is this so the, the, the instances of, of trichinellosis uh, has decreased uh, exponentially with the advent of the EPA and and FDA and things that regulate uh, these uh, apparent lakes of blood. However, there has been uh, an interesting, um, seems that uh, instances of this from, quote, other is on the rise. So if, if this creature is real, uh, perhaps it is causing disease. Well, either way, for Mr. once, listening to you was a nice break because it was either that or talking about gooselet fucking, and I just... Mr. Percy's, <laughs> have you ever gotten a rash in intimate areas from the pork lore? Stop fucking animals. The pork lore has become my pork lore. Just <laughs> stop fucking animals. That's one of the symptoms of right. trichinosis, the All STD. right, we're going... No, we're going to a break. Thank you. Well, not really thank you, but whatever. We're going to hear some from our sponsors. We'll be back in a second. Will Shifflett was a professional wrestling fan, and as everyone knows, nothing productive has ever come of that. Perhaps having never gotten over his mother's death, he sought an alternate reality where he believed that he himself was the macho man Randy Savage. I saw a lady psychiatrist. She said I was an OCD. What cool dude. These are the last days of Macho Man Will Shifflett. I'll talk to you in another lifetime, but not this one. Oh, yeah. Coming to the DBM Production Empire, October 18th. Welcome back, True Believers. Uh, we're uh, in the middle of our season finale episode where we're talking about pork lore. Uh, with us is uh, Don Percy. And now that it's the third segment, this is when you get introduced. This is when you're supposed to talk. I have with me... David, if I waited for you to introduce me, you would never allow me to speak. Elizabeth Marin. You said my name right. Thank you so much. Dr. Elizabeth Marin. Sure. Mrs. Mrs. Doctor. This is when you were supposed to talk, not beforehand. I apologize. You should. All right, we are talking about the gooselet, or more commonly known as Parkour. There it is. He's um, very loud. He's he's much louder than the previous guest that we had a few episodes back. Okay, I don't remember which guest it was because it's all haze. Uh, uh, I don't know either. Okay, uh, Doctor Elizabeth. Yes. Mrs. Um, what do you, you said before? You thought it was a bat instead of a. I, I thought perhaps it was a bat until the young woman called in talking about how it had a bunch of strings hanging off of it, and then I thought it might be a kite. Uh, I find it uh, a little suspicious, uh, Don, that you supposedly sell this animal, raise this animal, and yet you have no actual evidence of this animal. No photographic evidence, no scientific evidence. What, what about the guy that called in that was, oh, for God's sake, that was boning the gooselet? 
I I think that I could recommend um, a good therapist for him. He could he okay. could benefit a lot from some some medication and regular therapy sessions. But I'm just saying he also he obviously uh, has been in physical contact. He's probably one of, one of the carriers of trichinosis. Just so did, you did know, did he get that from a gooselet? It's uh, or a a pig. I oh, you, so you're saying he's just a regular old pig fucker? Possibly. I don't know him that well, <sighs> at, or at all. Uh, the only contact I've had with a gentleman is when he was calling I, I and making everyone say, very uncomfortable. Your counterpoint is a house of cards ready to tip over. <sighs> David, I don't know what to tell you. Well, you're supposed to tell me whatever you think. That's what the counterpoint's supposed to do. I, you know, <clears throat> okay. I come in here every week yeah. and, I, and, and I'm trying to help you out. Uh, talk to these uh, very unique individuals. Well, you get paid. Uh, I, I, I do get paid. Uh, talking to these very unique individuals uh, that, the true believers. that are clearly um, having issues with uh, reality. They're, no, no, no. They're true believers. They know the reality. They know the re- you know You, you want to know what the reality is, David? Sure. You should call mom. She's worried about you. Yes, mom. She texts me daily. The only reason that she hasn't shown up is because I let her know that I know where you are and that you're okay. I... uh, It's been five years since Sheila left. You can get out of the trailer and reintegrate into society. True believers, I... um, The words of Elizabeth Marin do not... Do not... Reflect the views of me, David Hickney. They don't the have host to reflect of of any week. views of you, David. Please just. Mom Vicky and Mom Lauren are both worried about you. Dad Terrence is worried about you. Yes, they called Dad. That's how worried they are about you. You know that they have a strained relationship with him. They called Dad. They called Dad. I. True believers, we're not here to talk about my my life or previous lives. Um, Five years, David. Five years. She's not coming back. We're here to talk about pork lore. Which is not a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not a real thing. Damn it, it's a real thing. All of these conspiracy theories that you've developed because your wife left you, it wasn't a conspiracy. She was a bad person, okay? I told you. You have to give up on society as a whole. I told you Charlotte was kidnapped by the mole people. Who the fuck is Charlotte? We're talking about Sheila. Wait, Charlotte was your hamster that went to live on the farm. You know that that was a lie to spare you, right? You know there's no farm. Maybe this is mom's there's fault. A, there's, a, there's a gooselet farm. We were there, talking about a gooselet farm. There's a gooselet farm. farm, but it's more of a pork lore farm David, now. David, you, yeah. you had one semester left before you were going to get your PhD in cryptozoology. And now you're living in a trailer. Off the grid, true believers. Off the grid, only because I keep finding fields for you to move it to. We 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 have a caller. Caller, where are you from? What's your name? <laughs> you guys are all nuts. I'm from Mogador, Ohio. This is Jaina Just. Hi, Jaina. Uh, do you have something to say about pork lore? Because that's what we're here to talk about. Not about feelings or family or any of that shit. We're, talk- <laughs> we're talking about the creature. Oh, yeah, I, I think... I've indulged you as long as I can, David. 
Let's not be rude to the true believer on the phone. You heard from... Why are all of our true believers from Ohio and New York, by the way? They're not. There was one from New Mexico. We had a call from Russia. Remember? It was all of Russia. You really think that was all of Russia? Yes. Oh, honey, I worry about you. Anyway, Jane, please uh, go ahead with your call. This is Jaina. You are all nuts. My uh, friend... Aaron called in a little while ago. Okay, I remember Aaron. Which is why we're all from Ohio. There you go. Perfectly good reason. There's just an interesting contingent of true <laughs> believers in Ohio Well, that all happen to be women. No, yeah. Aaron and Jaina are friends. That's why they're calling from the same place. Yeah, so my okay. friend Aaron moved into here recently, and I was totally messing with her. I yelled, pork lore. When I pointed at the Goodyear blimp, and she thought it was a real thing. (laughs) And you guys are all idiots. Okay, uh, we're going to move on from that. Uh, That's the most sensical caller we've had. We don't need to talk about that call. Uh, Who's, uh, Uh, we got another. I just want to say something. Sure, please do so. That that Goodyear blimp was not a real park lot. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Right, right. No, I I totally get that. Uh, We have a caller. Talk I, about- I just want to know, Don. Do you think jackalopes are real? They absolutely are. No, they absolutely not. are jackalopes. Yeah. So what happened with that whole thing? It's a friend of mine, Cletus. He's he actually still lives in Utah. Does is he into taxidermy? He actually is into uh, bioengineering. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he's a, he has a PhD in genetics, and he is actually making himself some jackalopes. It was a joke. I was like, you know, man, would be really cool is if you could make a jackalope. He said, no problem. So he's breeding those bad boys right now. They're fixing to hit the shelves in 2019. You wait. You there wait, you doctor. They're coming. I, I, will, I will wait with pork lore baited breath. Yeah. You know, we you, have a caller. You don't have to be so condescending all the time. I, you know, I've tried to be nice. I've tried. I just, I really have. All right, caller. Uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, Mr. Hickney, it's John Doe. It's been a while. Uh, I just wondered if you could put me in touch with Mr. St. James again. I'm still hunting Acubi. I've dispatched 15 subjects in four states. I'm making my way west. Maybe I can come Uh, see you. Well, uh, I don't live anywhere specific, so you wouldn't be able to see me. I'm taking out more Acubi. I'll come see you soon, Mr. Hickney. Thanks, caller. This is the kind of attention that you're attracting, David. I'm I'm just getting the truth out there to people. That's all I'm doing. The truth of what? Of what you people don't know. You have a serial know. killer that is trying to talk to he you is now. He's a monster hunter. He he hunts scapulas and kills well, innocent one people. Stapula, a bunch and of kills acubi. innocent people if they're humming to How themselves. How do you know they're innocent? It doesn't matter if they're innocent or not if he's murdering them. We have a thing called due process and the police. Oh, you want to talk to the police about the police to my true believers? I don't want to have to have you committed, David. I want you to leave you this trailer voluntarily. You wouldn't do that again. I want you to leave you this trailer would not voluntarily. Do that again. You would not, it's been we're not, five we're not gonna, years, David. We're not going to talk. Okay, we're not going to talk personal stuff on the show. Uh, we have a caller, uh, true believer. Thank you for calling in. What is your name and where are you from? Daniels, Daniels. 
I think we just lost the call. Wait. Did, did that you, sweetheart? Did him? Shh. Shh. Sheila. Daddy, Daddy, help me. Help, help. Sheila, wh where are you? <laughs> I'm only older there. Wh what? You're cutting <laughs> out. It's a good thing we track the origins of all of these calls. I've dispatched the police. Not the police, damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, true believers, I guess it's a good thing we're going on a break because I have to find Sheila. Thank you so much for tuning in to Freak of the Week. I think that might have actually been a prank call. I don't think I so. I don't want to disappoint you. I don't think so. Damn it, Elizabeth. For Don Percy, thank you so much for coming I'm sorry, in. I just don't want to get oh, your thanks. hopes up in case it wasn't actually Sheila. And Elizabeth, thank you for being on the show, I guess. I'm David Hickney. Until next season. Freak of the Week was created by me, David Hickney. Apparently, Elizabeth Marin is a character played by Amanda Davila. Who would have thunk that? What? All of the experts and phone calls were performed by a cast of actors? What the hell? I don't know who Lindsay Chimilarski, Paul Hinnick, Elizabeth Grahulik, Jeff Manning, Dave Musto, and David Vox Mullen are, but we're going to have words. The Freak of the Week theme was created by David Vox Mullen, artwork by Nick Mataragas. Freak of the Week was produced by Nick Mataragas and David Vox Mullen. I'm going to have to talk to them. Freak of the Week is a memoriam development production distributed by the DVMPE. Memorium Development. Oh.